0: Welcome to the Illini Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner in Washington, D.C., Joey Wagner back in Champaign. As we'll talk about an 81-65 loss for Illinois at Maryland. Of course, the story of this game is Kofi Coburn is out, and uh, Illinois felt it. And Joey, my my biggest thing is, rarely do these things translate so well, but Illinois was minus 16 uh, with Kofi off the court uh, against Maryland last two weeks ago. They lose by 16 without Kofi on the court against Maryland. Of course, um, I, I think it just shows how good Kofi Coburn is, but how important he is to this team. Everything they do is built around Kofi Coburn offensively. I think even more so defensively, right? Like <clears throat> Illinois offensively, I know they got cold late in that game. I don't have a lot of issues with what they did offensively. They did what they have to do, which is shoot a lot of threes. You wish Kerbella would have finished a little bit more about the rim, but they don't have a lot of personnel that can do that. Um, defensively is where they, they really struggled in this game, and they just don't have other guys without Kofi Coburn. So in the long run, Joey, how much does this matter? It depends on how long Kofi Coburn is out. If it's only one game, it's a one-off, right? But if this is... You don't want to think about it. Corbello, a couple months, it it completely changes the season. But if it's a game or two, they're one-offs, right? But if it's any longer, it just shows how important Kofi Coburn is. Not that we didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I think the last two months um, watching and then hearing, I think hearing from Andre Corbello was really telling this week. But I, I think that experience, when people heard Kofi was in concussion protocol and that broke, it was like, oh, my God. We just went through this and that was really, really rough for the kid, obviously. And I credit to Andre for opening up it as far as he did about that experience. But then of course it went to, what does this look like on the basketball floor without the big guy in the middle? And that is a, a scary thought also, right? Because it wasn't very good tonight. And you're right. Illinois didn't lose this game because of their offense. Uh, I mean, sure down the stretch right you could have done better but the reality was is maryland had 40 points in the paint they scored 81 i mean that's you don't put up 40 in the paint against kofi cobra now i mean it's i think six times this year illinois has given up 30 34 or more in the paint they're three and three in those games and it just felt like maryland knew there was a seven foot hole in the middle of the floor and they were just going to go at it until illinois could make them stop and illinois couldn't make them stop
0: yeah maryland out rebounds illinois 33 to 30 as you said 40 points in the paint from illinois 16 right like there it is like and here's the difference is like illinois has the guards to survive and actually thrive without andre Crabello, or even last year without Io right? Because you still had Curbelo. You still had Trent Frazier. This year, without Curbelo, you still have Frazier. You still have Plummer, right? You still have Grandison, who, who can score. You don't have anybody who can do the things that Kofi Coburn can do. And that's that's partly a recruiting issue, right? Um, Omar Payne has been underwhelming. Uh, Let's just be honest. He's been underwhelming so far this season. Had four points in that first half, and you think, oh, well, here he goes. Well, in 12 you know, and a half minutes... He had one rebound. Uh, he had no. Blo- he had one block shot, uh, and, and I thought he blocked. He tried to go for too many blocks. Benjamin Bossman's Redonk, He's your best option right now, right? And six points, one rebound. I thought he played pretty decent defense. He battled in there, but kudos to who looked like a child against Kofi Coburn, looked like the man uh, against Benjamin Bossman's Redonk just because he's longer, stronger, more athletic. Uh, and then let's bring up the four position, Illinois it's Brad Underwood's big bugaboo in, in in recruiting. And you were hoping Coleman Hawkins could take that leap, but Coleman Hawkins, that one of five from the four outside of that little five point burst. Um, he really struggles turning the ball over, but more importantly, really struggles to guard people. Dante Scott took his lunch for the second time this season. And, uh, you know, Demonte Williams tried to battle, but he's undersized. And even though he played well against, uh, Scott the first time around. He did not play uh, well against Scott this time around. So um, th- that four position, there's a reason they were going after Dawson Garcia, right? Like, and, and a guy like that, if you got him, I think you would have won tonight. If you had a guy like that, that presence, uh, I think you could have won tonight with a small ball four. Coleman Hawkins isn't the guy that, that you hoped or you thought he could be with those three early games when Kofi was out and he was putting up numbers. He's playing against Big Ten opponents now, and he's he's not producing like that. And Omar Payne, nice game against Nebraska. last couple games hasn't been there.
1: Yeah, that's what I wanted to point out is, is one of our big takeaways last week at Nebraska was, hey, there could be some front court depth slowly emerging here. And that's just not carried over, Jeremy over the last few games here, Omar Payne 12 games, he's had one or zero rebounds. They have played I don't even what was tonight? I mean that was 13 and five. So they played 18. Give or take, right? That's not ideal for your seven foot backup center. I mean that's just it's hard to get through that. And that, to me, that's probably one of the most disappointing things about his game is it just feels like he gets his hands on a lot of potential rebounds, but he doesn't bring them in. And, and then you get to the the Coleman Hawkins and, you know, we knew, Jeremy, that there were going to be like growing pains with him because he played so sparingly last year because he had to get used to the Big Ten, you know, in terms of, of games and people preparing for him differently and just understanding uh, and being a part of a bigger role. I didn't think we thought it was going to take 18 games, right? I mean, it's you need that position to be productive, and there's a reason you still see a lot of, like, the tantalizing traits of Coleman, right? He's long. He can dribble. He can shoot. He knocked down a three tonight. But it's just it's not coming together as quickly, and tonight really felt like a pretty good time for it to all come together. And I say that, but he had – three straight games with at least eight rebounds and I think eight, eight on the nose in all three it's it's just consistency out of him and, and out of Omar Payne and I mean look man they brought in Omar Payne if Kofi Coburn was gone right he didn't start and he's healthy mm-hmm. I mean that's kind of telling to me and, and yeah Ben played his butt off against Purdue but if you would have told me this was going to be the scenario before the season I'd have been like I, what now
0: yeah. I, it would have been hard to see coming. Well, let's be honest. Outside of Kofi Coburn, this is a small team, right? And that, that's why a team like Maryland is always concerned is because Dante Scott is a matchup nightmare for them. A six-nine can take it off the bounce. I mean, we talk about E.J. Liddell. Dante Scott with his burliness is, is just as much of a matchup nightmare. And he's outside of that second half in Champaign where Demonte Williams did a phenomenal job. Uh, He has really hurt uh, Illinois in the two games this season. Uh, So you knew that was going to be a matchup issue. But even a guy like Hakeem Hart, right, becomes a a matchup issue at times for Illinois. And I know Hart only had 10 points, but he got to the free throw line six times. Dante Scott got to the free throw line seven times. Illinois struggles to stay in front and guard those guys uh, and, and just compete with them. And then Wahab, you know, just got those offensive rebounds that were really those first half, where Maryland had eight straight points on second-chance points. And Wahab was awful for the first 15 minutes of that game. Uh, He was taking shots that were favored at Illinois when, uh, you know, Ayala and Vats Russell were getting to the rim at will. And Wahab was just throwing up these shots. Like, oh, thank you. He got going. He got nine of their 13 points at one point, but most of them were just easy putbacks. Um, And that's, you know, rotations. That's guys going for blocks when they just need to body people up. That's why Bossman's Verdonk has value, is because he does a smart play. He's not going for the blocks all the time. He's putting bodies on people, and you know that lets the guards come in and, and clean it all up. But um, they, they're a small team, and, and that that this kind of matchup, even with Kofi there, is is difficult for Illinois. Like Michigan State with Hauser and, and Hall and Gabe Brown and Bingham, and, and they can just throw all these waves of guys at you. That, that's where Illinois is really, really going to struggle. Because they can go small, and, and they pose problems, too, and they can win if they shoot well. Uh, but without Kofi, it's, it's even more apparent that, that their lack of size, when you have Brandison 6'6", at the four, and DeMonte Williams 6'3", and I know his wingspan is, is close to seven foot, but at some point height, size, a, a length, it, it matters, and, and it certainly mattered tonight.
1: And this isn't new, right? Like, this isn't new information. I guess different last year in the sense that Georgie, uh, I, I personally probably would have felt a little more comfortable with him as a backup big last year than you do right now. Um, but it just, I, you talked about it earlier, but I keep coming back to the four, right? Like figure out the four and things are really, really good. And I don't want to write it off and say, Coleman Hawkins can't put it together for the rest of the year. I think it's, that's probably a little
0: yeah
1: too soon for me to jump on there, but Man, tonight was that chance because he is kind of the elixir to that, you know, there's small type of issue, especially when Kofi's out there, right? Then you're you're putting out some pretty good front court size. Um, but man, it it, it, it hit him tonight, it hit him really bad. And especially in the second half, though, I mean Dante Scott was just, I mean, he could have told Illinois what he was gonna do and they weren't gonna stop him.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to put it all here on just Talent, because Illinois was was winning this game with what eight minutes left. You know, you have have a lead. Your your shooters are going off. Like Trent Frazier, I thought was really good tonight. I know he only put up thirteen points, but you know, Corbello barely played in that first half, and really for most of the game. uh, Brad Underwood said he had a fever. I know that sent um, Twitter into a a tizzy, as it as it generally does. But I would imagine they test for COVID, right? Um, But but man, you got to play him like if he's good enough to play like you're not gonna put pods out there for 12 minutes um So I I thought Frazier controlled the ball really well. I thought he created for his teammates really well, and he scored when he had to, kind of the middle of that game. Plummer went off in the first half. I I give a lot of credit to Maryland. I thought they wore him down. I thought they put some length on him and and slowed him down. Uh, Grandison stepped up in the second half when Plummer was struggling. So I feel fine about those guys. I I thought the offense they ran, the looks they got were really good. Uh, You you just needed Corbello to make more at the rim, and he needed Demonte Williams to make some threes. Uh, Coleman Hawkins to make some threes. Those guys were combined one for ten tonight. Uh, with, with Kofi out, you can't have that. You have no margin for error. Like you need those guys uh, to be able to score just a little bit. Um, but it's it's did Brad Underwood adjust enough? You know, he said today that Kofi Coburn got hit in the head Sunday in practice, and they got you know the elbows to the head. And I know Derek Burson from Sports Information told you that, Joey, this morning. <clears throat> But they knew after the Purdue game that day, Monday, yeah. <clears throat> that Kofi Coburn was going to be in concussion protocol. So, is that enough time to adjust everything, to change your entire defense? And I think we got to be fair to Brad and that their whole defensive scheme is built around Kofi. So, what they do every day in practice all season long has been this drop coverage, what we do around Kofi. And of course you can change some little things with Omar in them, but can you change an entire scheme in three days, four days? Do you do that? If Kofi's only going to be out one game, like, so, but I thought they could have doubled Dante Scott. I think he got to get the ball out of his hands when he was cooking like that. And I'm forcing Maryland to shoot threes. Like I know Julian Reese hit two big threes. I was fine with those shots. Uh, I know uh, who's the other one. There was a, uh, I, Eric Ayala took a tough three. Fats Russell took a couple of tough threes. I know Brad Underwood prides himself on limiting teams' threes, and Maryland shot only 11 tonight. I want that team shooting threes. They're 31%. I don't want them taking me off the dribble. I, I would have hard-hedged, maybe, get the ball out of those ball handlers' hands to keep them from getting downhill, because Fats Russell and Eric Ayala, Fats with his speed, Ayala with his size, they were just taking the guards uh, off the bounce, and then you know, it was getting some easy shots at the rim for their for their post players or, you know, those guys were getting to the free throw line. So, uh, you know, I, I thought they could have hard hedged a little bit more with those guys, and and I think they could have doubled Dante Scott a little bit. Just just force them to make shot three-pointers to beat you because that's not Maryland's game.
1: Uh, I'm sure Danny Manning was not upset that his team only took 11 threes. I mean, that's like thumbs up, right, in, in College Park. Yeah, especially, I mean, in that second half, my notes are – Close, I guess, but um, why you got a double Scott late? I mean, he was the answer every single time in the second half. There, down the stretch, as this thing got pretty close, uh, I know Hart had a couple on the free throws, but before that, when this Illinois was man, I'm tripping over myself here a little bit, he had he had
0: nine straight points. Uh, mm-hmm. after Curbelo hit that jumper, right? Like, you know, Maryland was kind of making these pushes and then Grandison, time after time, was answering. Yeah. And then Curbelo answered. And you're like, oh, Illinois, like, you know, Maryland's throwing these punches and Illinois is just throwing them back. And then Ayala made a layup and Scott had nine straight points to give him a 68-63 lead. Hart got to the free throw line, then four more points. So we had 13 of 15 points during that run that made the game from 58 57 to 74 65. That's the game. That's the game right there. You had to get the ball out of his hands, make someone else beat you. Fats Russell is not a good shooter for, from the outside, right? Wahab, I'd rather have the ball in his hands than, than Scott Reese. I'd rather have the ball in his hands than anybody on that team. Like I think Ayala and Scott are their best players, but Russell is not a very good shooter and uh, I'd rather have Hakeem Hart shoot the ball than, than Dante Scott.
1: Yeah, and look, this isn't new information. These teams played on January 6th, and if you'll remember in the post game, it was all rainbows. Like, look at what DeMonte Williams did against Dante Scott, and, and that was a big deal because Dante Scott can ruin your night.
0: Yeah, and, and deservedly night. so. DeMonte played
1: fantastic yeah, yeah, yeah. against him in the second so half. Yeah. The, the point being, like, that was a big deal because – DeMonte stepped up to the challenge and didn't let a guy ruin the night in the State Farm Center, didn't let him ruin Io night, is what it was. And then, so it's not like Dante Scott was like some out of nowhere guy, right? Like if he's getting hot like that in the second half, he probably would, would be advised to do something. And I know, you know, Brad tried to throw DeMonte on him late. Um, or it's, I don't even want to say late, but at some point during that stretch, I don't remember the exact time. And that didn't really work. And at that point, I don't, you know, what do you do? And to your point about rebuilding the defense and, or reworking, I guess maybe tweaking the defense, however you want to put it. It's a tough balance. Like you said, how long do you expect the big guy to be out? How much do you want to rework on the fly in a short week? I mean, not really a short week, three or four days. is you, You could probably figure something out, but it's tough, and I, maybe that was something there could have been more. I, I largely kind of roll my eyes a little bit at the not enough adjustments argument because I think that's a really, really easy thing to type um, and, and maybe not so much always to execute, but God, this guy was cooking, dude. You, you yeah. had to try to slow him down, and it didn't happen. And you're right, that that stretch there. Was the game in Maryland wasn't really secretive about what they were doing, right? It was like, hey, get this, get this guy the ball and, and good night. And it was, it was oh, there's no answer.
0: Yeah, so I, I sent a text to to Michael Tua just to be, you know, I'm not a smart basketball guy, right? So I, I texted him about, you know, what kind of adjustments can you make? Like, how do you do that? All that, and, and he mentioned some of those hard edge double, and those are things I was thinking, but. Um, He said, it's hard because you practice a certain way, unless you repped post traps and hard head and practice, it's almost impossible to do it. Well, implementing it mid game. So I I think that's what Brad was trying to say to us. Cause I kept asking him about like, I asked him like, is this a preview of, of what life is like without Kofi? And I I didn't know if it was a good question, but he gave me a great answer about, well, yeah, but like we do that after a season, We, we don't have, like the recipe for that mid season, because you're practicing all year to have Kofi. And then all of a sudden you don't have him midweek in a game. It can be difficult. It's, 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 it's more intensive, I think than, than probably us fans think, because you think, Oh, just practice it for two days and you get it. Maybe, maybe, maybe that is the answer, but I think these guys are so ingrained in what they do it's hard to, to make those adjustments, but I know some coaches do. Um, so I thought there were some things that that get the ball out of Dante Scott's hands. I, I thought that was controllable. I thought that was controllable and they weren't able to do it during that stretch. And that, that was the game. That 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 whole stretch of him scoring 13 of 15 uh was the reason Illinois, you know, got crushed at the end of this game. The last eight minutes weren't even competitive. And I'm trying to remember how many of those 13
1: were like objectively difficult. Right. I mean, I don't remember a lot where I was like, oh, shoot, that went in. Well, you know, if you're Illinois, you tip your hat and
0: and you go back on offense. Five were layups.
1: That's tough stuff, dude.
0: (laughs) Five were layups. He had uh, three free throws. Uh, Man, yeah, it it was ridiculous. All, All of them. I think in the paint. Four, four layups, one jumper, but I, I think it was in the paint uh, as a, as a jumper and then three free throws. So easy stuff. Iowa had a layup in there. So that's why I said five. Yeah, man. It
1: again, they weren't hiding it. We're going to put the bigger guy on your smaller guy. We're going to put him in the paint. And we know that your seven footer is back in Champagne. You're seven foot all American and figure it out. And it didn't happen. And it was, that was a tough loss, Jeremy. Right. I, I mean, you, you, I know they are without Kofi and I get that, but I, I'm just thinking back to the vibe one week ago and it's Michigan at home. And it's like, Oh my, there's so much in these, specifically the Monday game against Purdue, which I don't think any of us are like, Oh gosh, can't believe they lost that. That was a great basketball game against two really, really good teams. But then, I mean, I remember even after the Purdue podcast, like it's a pretty winnable stretch here, sitting in front of you to to keep doing things, and you get a matchup. Purdue does you a favor a couple nights later. You get Michigan State and Ohio or in Wisconsin, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, dang! <laughs> like there's yeah. still some room here. And then you go, then you go to Maryland and, and lose, and yeah, you're without your big guy, but it's still a tough one. It's still a tough it's one because Maryland's working through some business, man.
0: Yeah, they are, and, and I thought that this is a team that could quit if it got down early, uh, and I thought there was a chance for Illinois with like a six-point lead uh, in that second half to maybe really uh, put them away, and it, they just weren't able to string together stops. I think that was the, the biggest thing. And, of course, they went cold. Would they miss 11 of their last 12 threes? It uh, might have been even more than that. It They're Over been. the la-
1: over the last seven, two of the last ten, Maryland closed it on an 11-0 run, which, which is more, yeah. you know, you take that – away. I put that in air quotes. I mean, that 11 on the run, this would have been a 70 to 65, but yeah, man.
0: Yeah, it was a bad week. It was a bad week for Illinois in that you lost Kofi, right? And you don't know for how long and Brad Underwood didn't have an update on that. I mean, if you want to speculate, right? Like I've told you this, Joey, like football, usually you see a guy get a concussion and he'd come back the next week and play. So it's usually like a six day thing, but that's assuming everything goes well that he progresses every day, hits the things that they need to in protocol, that didn't happen with Corbello. Carbo's had previous concussions as a high school player. I have no idea if Kofi has. Um, but if he hits his benchmarks, you know, Monday, he suffered it. Could he be ready for Tuesday in a perfect world? Yeah, I think he could be, and, and that changes things. I still think Michigan State's a really tough matchup uh, with their forwards. But you win that game, Joey, you're feeling you're back, right, because you'd be a back atop the Big Ten, uh, take over from Michigan State, who beat Wisconsin tonight and a very impressive performance for them. Um, but yeah, this this is a this is a tough week, and that that's a tough loss because you still could have won. You still had enough to win that game against a program that was really struggling in front of a really bad crowd for a Big Ten team, like for a Big Ten team that and Maryland, especially a proud basketball program. That that arena was maybe half full. And like there wasn't much atmosphere in there, Uh, but they got going late because their team was was playing so well. So yeah, that's still a very very disappointing loss. It's just how much do you put into it? um, Because Kofi's gone. Like if if Kofi's in that game, they win. I I have no doubt that they win that game uh, if Kofi is playing. Because they did move better offensively at times without Kofi, but he just gets easy buckets when you need easy buckets. He gets them. He gets rebounds that. Wahab well, wouldn't have these putbacks. It's just we saw it the first time around. He was a plus twenty-eight when he was on the court against Maryland. Um, so yeah, this is a tough week, Joey. You're out of first place in the Big Ten, right? Um, and if you don't have Kofi next week, at Northwestern's tough. So They got Nance. They got Ryan Young. Those post players are better than what Illinois has got in the post right now without Kofi. So I'm not even like, if Kofi missed two weeks or something like that, these are any. Matchup in the big 10 is really tough. Like these, this is what we'd have thought going into the season. If Kofi wasn't there, it's like, well, are they favored against at Northwestern or is Rutgers an easy win? Kofi Coburn just, that, that's how good he is. Can we
1: just say how stupid plus 28 in a game is? <laughs> like, that is comical, right? Like I, I did not know if you're,
0: like, rubbing your head when you were saying that, Joey, because I was talking so long, or if it was because of one specific thing. It was, it was plus 28, I mean, so I'm happy That's
1: insane. That. That. that is freaking insane. Uh, but, yeah, how, how much do you put in this? You also, and I know they talked about it. I know you didn't hear this, Jeremy, on the FS1 broadcast, where effectively Kofi and Andre Curbel have just done kind of a, hey, how you doing, on the court this year they've not played together. It just, that, that matters because, you know, those two are media day participants in part because they're really good talkers. And then the other part, they're really freaking good basketball players and they got a lot of attention preseason for good reason. And you haven't had them together. And that's not an excuse because it still stings really bad. If you're Illinois, I think to lose this game, but to your point, I, I don't know how much you put in it, Jeremy, because if this is just a, a one-off. Kofi will be back on Tuesday, or even Saturday uh, against Northwestern. I think
0: it's Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then uh, stinks, right? You'll be back in the Big Ten bat, right? Like I, I don't know these these this loss the, the last two losses. If you change those results, Illinois is in front of the Big Ten. Feeling great, uh, get, what, a game and a half up on Michigan State? Like, you are controlling your own destiny. Now, you're in the thick of it, right? And I'm not counting Illinois out here. It's, gonna be very, it's very difficult to win Big Ten championships, especially when you have guys in and out of the lineup who are the most important players on your team. Like, Kofi missing four games this year. Illinois looked terrible when they don't have Kofi Coburn on the court. Andre Cabello, they survived without him. That's a kudos to Trent Frazier and Alfonso Plummer and Jacob Grandison, right, and a little bit of DeMonte. Um, when Kofi's off the court, they, they just they just start a completely different team. I know I'm hammering that, but, but they are. Um, I want to bring up this, though. Cabello wasn't good tonight, right? I, I thought he got good looks at the rim, wasn't able to finish them. Three turnovers tonight. He uh, ha- obviously wasn't feeling very well, but he only played 14 minutes, partly because Trent Frazier was better than him tonight. So they went with that. So that's a good thing. You have another option. Uh, Demonte Williams had eight rebounds and six assists. I thought he did those two things well. Uh, Dante Scott, uh, when he went up against Demonte, got the better of him tonight. But 0-5 from the field, 0-4 from three. Last year looks like an outlier, doesn't it? Um, you know, I, I like what DeMonte gives you, but when he can't score for you, when he can't give you a couple field goals a game, it's, especially when Kofi's out, really hurts. Just like Coleman. When Coleman goes one for five, those guys have to elevate their games, paying Hawkins, Williams, and they didn't.
1: Well, and it sticks out, Jeremy. You can get by, and I think DeMonte was a benefactor last year, of you had, I think – I mean, mean, I'm sure someone's going to tell me I'm wrong. Maybe that someone is you. I think every time, every lineup, you could have justifiably said you had four people who could score the ball last year, give or take, right? Georgie, you know, we'd see about that, but like for the most part, and that means you have to play them straight up and Demonte's going to get chances or especially if, if someone leaves him. So I, when you have Ben Bossman's Verdonk, who's just not very good offensively, I think he plays his butt off on defense and he hustles, but offensively, the skill set's just in progress, I suppose. Omar Payne hasn't been very good offensively. That's one whole position right there. So now between that and you know, you're looking at two with the way DeMonte has been playing, then you put maybe even Times Coleman out there, and, and offensively, it's just not been what we thought. Now you have it's just easier for defense, right? It's yeah, like yeah, hey, it's, it's easier, crazy. it's easier,
0: like it's easier to guard plumber, like right. Like that's what Maryland did. They were like, Don't worry as much about DeMonte Williams, don't worry about their center. Uh um, they did not care about Ben Boston's Doncic offense. They did yeah. not even moderately they iced and
1: hedged everything because it's like, what what's I mean, come on. He he's just not shown that offensive game. And he so he, actually,
0: he got a couple buckets because of it, right? He finished, he yeah. finished a couple more tonight. He had six points, which is I think tied to season high or uh, Big Ten plays certainly probably is high, but Maryland you'll take that just like you'll take Reese shooting three pointer.
1: Yeah, and, and I think when you put those factors together, I know someone's going to think this sounds like an excuse for Demonte, but that that's the problem, right? Is when when you have a couple guys who are struggling to score, things get easier for the defense, and I want to see Demonte take some more of those threes. It feels like he's gotten a little more comfortable and putting the ball on the floor and doing something, and just shoot a man. I think they're going to trust you to shoot it. I, I don't think they would have an issue with that. And I'm sure yeah, he's Brad actually
0: did. been he's actually been good from three during Big Ten play. Forty point nine percent the first season. He's thirty four. He doesn't have as so much confidence. I mean, but he was over four tonight, right? He did take threes. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. he was over four. He just didn't make them. Like they, I liked the looks they got mostly offensively. They just didn't make them. The thing with him that's difficult is at one point I even looked I'm
1: like this has got to be like his 10th rebound he's he's gets a lot of rebounds and when you're missing Kofi like that's kind of invaluable he had twice as many rebounds as any other teammate of his tonight he had six assists which was one more than the starting point guard and Frazier and I understand that's not a knock on Trent Frazier because I think right. that's not exactly what they ask of him out of a point guard but like he does a lot of those things. And for the most part, tonight withstanding, he's really, really good yeah. defensively. So it's like that's the trade-off. And I think you what well, I guess my long-winded point from earlier was you can get away with that trade-off when you have surrounding him more or less, or Kofi, Plummer, Grandison, and, and Frazier. It makes it a lot easier to, to manage that because you still have four guys who can crush you. Yeah. So I it's it's kind of a tough mix there, man.
0: Yeah, I'm just kind of looking at some of the the threes that he missed. And it was just because they were in such important times. Like Illinois is uh, – or Maryland's up 51-49. He misses a three. Um, Illinois is, I think, yeah, they're up 56-54. He gets an open look. Great look. I think Curbelo created it for him. Mm-hmm. Misses. Right? Like those were the shots where it's like, I get it. You're going to miss some of those. You're going to miss some shots. But just like you make one or two of those, if Demonte gives you one or two of those, it's a completely different game. And and he's invaluable. And we're we're talking about him. Like, so I don't think he needs to change much. It's just the shots aren't going in. I don't know if it's confidence. I don't know what it is. But like, he is so he's valuable in everything he does. But if he's not making two shots a game. It, it, it's really apparent when you don't have Kofi Coburn, especially on the court. Well, the thing is, it's like last year, it felt like he made two-thirds
1: of those shots. I think he took four shots, right? Like, it felt like you needed something, and it was like, oh, that's a big three from DeMonte Williams. And, and you've seen it again this year, too, right? I'm thinking back to Nebraska. Trent Frazier drives under, hits that DeMonte Williams, three. Does it again against Maryland? Uh, sure enough. Am no. I thinking correctly? No, I'm not at all. At some point after the Nebraska game, Trent Frazier hit Demonte Williams again for a big three. So that must have been Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, this January. Is gonna
0: be yeah, and I, like I don't want to bag on him because I, I think Demonte's going to be fine. But it's 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 so important for him and Coleman and Payne and and Bossman or to give you more when Kofi's out. Yeah, and, and that's 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 what Kofi like. Kofi just gives you such a margin for error. And that's why you were six and zero in Big Ten play, right? Like you didn't play great in all those games, but you had that guy. And even when he struggled against Nebraska, guy had sixteen and thirteen. Jeez. You would have lost against Nebraska if you didn't have him, even though he didn't play well. <laughs> like it's just it's he just does so much for you. And I want to throw this out there, um, Bart Tavorik, just to explain this week, right? Just to kind of wrap this up, Joey. Illinois had like a 64% chance at that point based on the analytics to have a share of the big 10 title. Oh. Now it's down to 32. Oh. Now it's too early for all that stuff. Like I didn't think oh. Purdue, I didn't know Purdue was going to lose in Indiana. I don't think it's a bad week for Purdue. It's, you know, even though they lost one on the road, it's at Indiana and Indiana is a pretty good team. Uh, it just made things a lot tighter. And and now all of a sudden without Kofi and with some, a, a much tougher schedule coming up for Illinois, right? Like that, That's the biggest thing is there's not many guaranteed wins and nothing is guaranteed on the road, and, and Maryland's a bad matchup. But you had a chance to win a road game and you just let it slip in the last 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, and looking – knowing what we know now on, I guess, for you Saturday morning, you could have been four-and-a-half up on Purdue if you win on Monday because <laughs> they went and lost. And I know that's so much what if and does Purdue lose, whatever, I don't care but there's a big opportunity there and, and I, I do think jeremy I mean, like I, I know i know we're in agreement on this because it's how we think this is not like jump off the ship and watch up nope. to see if you're a fan so i i know people are frustrated and i know you're yeah. probably gonna you're probably gonna scream at me and be like shut up when i say it not you but when people hear this it's okay man Shut like, up, Joey! Shut up! it okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, just rings so like Twitter. No, it's a,
0: it's a frustra- it's a frustrating loss. Uh, I don't it's I don't think Purdue. Goal. I don't think Purdue was. I mean, I don't look at it like Purdue and Arizona. I don't look at those games and be like, oh man, like what, what terrible losses. Uh, with Kofi out, it's hard to call that a terrible loss, but it's a Maryland team that I think is underachieved this year. I think they're talented. I, I think they're. They're more talented. I think they're as talented as like Wisconsin, right? Wisconsin's just incredibly disciplined. Well, coached. doesn't beat themselves. Maryland Maryland has beat themselves all year, but like I look at Maryland, I think they're more talented than Iowa outside of the Murray brothers, right? Like uh, Penn state, I think they're more talented than India. I think they're, you know, probably up there with Indiana when it comes to talent, but you know, you can't, Play like you did tonight defensively, and, and and go on the road and win. But a huge part of that's your, your best player being out. So I, I guess time will tell, like whether this was the alarming thing or this was just a, a one-off because your best player is out. But I think it shows that your roster and your team depends so much on one guy. Like and, and Trent Frazier is important, and, and Plummer is important with what they're doing. Not near. That's that's why I said last year, like. If you had to take one player off the team, if you had to pick Io or Kofi, would it be it be Io? Because as great as he is, and what he's doing in the league is showing that, Ono just doesn't have another. Nobody really has another person like Kofi Coburn right, in college oh, basketball. Purdue. They got two of them.
1: I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I. I guess I didn't want to minimize. The frustration that I know fans are feeling after this loss, but I, I think I probably lean more of, hey,
0: Kofi didn't play,
1: right? Like it's it's a lot of,
0: and and it's not like this loss means you're not making the tournament. I think people know that, right? Like we don't have to explain that. Like, does this mean you're not going to be a two seed or three? I don't know. It's too early to say that because if you go off on a long run, like they did a year ago, like they did a year ago, and they lost back to back Big Ten games. They wanted a big run. I don't think this team's got that in them, Joey. I, I, I doubt it. I, I don't think they do, but um, I still think they're going to be in the mix with this. As long as Kofi's in the, in the lineup. Kofi's in the lineup. This is one of the best teams in the Big Ten. If Kofi's not in the lineup, it's probably not a team that would be feeling good about NCAA tournament at this point, but Kofi has been a part of it.
1: Let me ask you this. How similar – I have my answer – How similar is this to the Marquette game that he didn't play?
0: I mean, Marquette looks pretty good now, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, like that's – I think that's a a fair comp. This feels like the Marquette loss, even though Marquette's turned out to be better. I I think Maryland's going to win some more Big Ten games. I think think Marquette
1: feels worse just because, to be frank, Curbelo really didn't play very well down the
0: stretch. And in hindsight, we maybe know a little bit of what he was dealing with, but – that you, one could, you could you could say that, and I understand it. But now we know what Plummer is. Now we know what Grandison is. Frazier's had a great game that game, but Frazier's been awesome. Sure. So I, maybe it's in hindsight of what Marquette's done, and and now that we know what Curbelo was dealing with in that right. game, uh, maybe I excuse that one a little bit more. But no, that was that was a really frustrating loss, especially because you should have you had so many opportunities late in the game. This one late in the game, you didn't have any opportunity. You were just snowballing at the yeah, end Yeah, this of the
1: wasn't a lead that was, like, slowly chipped at and burned away. Like, Illinois, I actually feel like when Illinois took a couple of leads, like, those were fortunate because I just didn't feel like really any team had a big pull until uh, Maryland at the end. But even those leads that Illinois took, it's just, just like, well, you know they're going to hit back, and, and they did every time. And it just – Marquette was different in the sense of, like, once Illinois got on the ropes, that was ball game there. And, but but I still think like even at that, and I think maybe the point I'm making is like should we look at that more similarly to this, yeah. where it was, you have a body of work two games against high major opponents without Kofi Coburn, and you have a lot of a body of work with him. And I think you can make a real argument. Both those games they win if he plays, and that
0: summarizes the whole point we've been making for the last forty minutes. And Cincinnati was. First game back, and that that one I just that was the worst game of the season, right? someone was like, "Yep, you're gonna have one at some point." It was the first I was game,
1: hear of a game of last year.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what do we figure out in forty minutes, of Italian? That oh, Illinois is better with Kofi Co. So. You're welcome who, who, for that. Who would
1: have thunk it? <laughs> I, I'm glad we had that brainstorming session. I'm glad
0: we had this long discussion about that. Uh, all right. So here we go Illinois next week, Tuesday, against Michigan State, the leader in the Big Ten. I'm sure Michigan State will be probably top 10 team again um, this week after knocking off Wisconsin and, and taking the Big Ten lead. Uh, I know they lost to Northwestern the previous Saturday, but that's a big win. I'm sure they get in the top 10, kind of take Wisconsin's spot. I don't know if Illinois is ranked. Yeah, I right? think they would. Mm-hmm. It could be, it could be. Yeah. I, I don't think that Purdue loss hurts some of maybe people, the voters just say, hey, you know, maybe they hold on. Maybe they hold on at the end of this, One but it doesn't, it, it doesn't really matter again. Well, I can also this.
1: see them in Iowa kind of flip flop and Iowa jumps in. Iowa's been kissing on getting close into this thing and I can see a flip there.
0: Yeah. Uh, but uh, if you get Kofi Coburn back and healthy, I think you'll be fine and get back into those rankings and back into this big 10 race and all of that. All right. Read the latest to the line Joey Wagner. Thank you, buddy. Go ahead, man. No problem. Safe trip home. I will. Uh, everybody. Thank you for listening to the line Enquirer podcast. Give us a follow rating review, wherever you get your podcast until next time, take care of each other. Have a great day. and We'll talk to you next time on the online Enquirer podcast.